genre. Welcome to the Jane Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Chasing Amy, one minute at a time. Today we are covering Minute 45, quite possibly the greatest lighter minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. And I'm Chris from the Recasting Couch. How you doing, fellas? Wonderful, and we are going to solve the lighter finally. It's been an entire week of trying to get a lighter to light. <laughs> uh, minute 45 starts with violence and ends with Holden chiding Banky. And in between, a lot of lighter action. <laughs> More than you would normally expect to see in this movie, or any movie, ever. Yeah, so we are in the middle of the cutesy falling in love with her montage. Yeah. Which has yeah. spanned three episodes at this point. Which is ridiculous. Well, because this is like the cutesy, we're getting to know each other montage, you know, and then there'll be the, the serious relationship stuff will be later. Well, at the end of this montage, you're going to get in the bed together, right? Um, no. Oh, no, they don't. Oh, nope. Well. <laughs> now, that's my co-host, nope. everybody. Hasn't watched the movie. <laughs> I realize they don't. But. He watches this minute by minute, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Chris, you didn't rewatch it, right? I or did not. La- I, lady I am maybe four minutes ahead. That's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> he lives his life a quarter of an hour at a time. <laughs> and the worst part is I've seen this movie, but I forget so much shit that like it's been a year and it, and I might as well have never seen it before in my life. All right. Does anybody have anything to say about the first four seconds before we get into the lighter quandary? Oh, uh, the smack in the head? No, I'm good. He doesn't hit him in the head. Where does he hit him? Let's see. He hits him on the shoulder or the arm. Oh, like, oh they're just... still dicking around with oh, NHL yeah, 94. I, yeah, I would be remiss to not mention one thing. He he does do the Jason Lee point, which is always a, a banner moment. It's an odd point that he does. Because he kind of points with his whole hand. Yeah. He's always like, done that. I love that move. Yeah, yeah, he definitely does that. But it's a very Jason Lee specific move. Now, we did, we brought up Fashion Police, but we didn't bring up his khakis last minute. It is weird. That, it's only weird that he's wearing khakis because he doesn't seem like a khakis guy. He also yeah. has the khakis that make you look like you have a boner when you sit down. You know those khakis? <laughs> You like, mean every pair of khakis ever? <laughs> You're squeezing it. When somebody looks at you funny, you squeeze it to show them it's for, not your for, for whatever reason, it doesn't, like, the same thing happens in jeans, but it doesn't look as... as Bonerish? It's not as pronounced, yeah. It's not as bonerific, I guess, if you're going to... That's why you can only wear... adjective on it. You're only supposed to wear pants like that to special occasions where you'll be sitting behind a table the entire time. Right. You're not supposed to yeah. play video games in those pants. Yeah. Yeah. You got to wear them to prom... Yeah, you gotta wear weddings. <laughs> wedding, yeah, weddings. Wedding. No, when you're like 13 and you're invited to like your older cousin's wedding. Oh, yeah. well, you you're can't wear khakis. To, you're just trying wedding? to like feel some boob. Like you're not trying to make anything really happen. You can't wear cousin? khakis to a wedding, Jeff. What? You can't wear khakis to a wedding. Why not? Or jeans. The other one. <laughs> There's always one at every wedding, at oh, least. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, they wear their nice jeans. Wonderful. That's what you're always going to get at a wedding. One pair of jeans and one fight. Those are minimums, by the way. Yeah, they, they are the minimum. <laughs> I had somebody ask me at my wedding, is, listen, I know he's your cousin at all, but can I beat the shit out of him? Go right ahead. If someone is someone deserves an ass kicking, you really can't deny it. Yeah. Uh, you can maybe like change venues. Yeah, that's probably where you could get away with it. Be like, I've, okay, if you're gonna kick his ass, make sure you do it in the parking lot. Like, get away from <laughs> where everything's yeah. happening. So I've also can... been to weddings though, where you walk up to the bar and there's four guys sitting there, and they're like, "We're gonna kick that guy's ass because he's got white socks on with his suit." 
No, asshole. Go fucking no. go outside. Wait, what kind of fashion police like, yeah, no kidding. wedding are you going to? I'm telling you. You should have smashed the bottle over their heads just for saying that. That actually happened. They're like, look at him. Look at him. He's got white socks on with that suit. That's too many beers at the bar. That's a dad. What, what kind of Hogan's Heroes wedding are you going to? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. What are you? What are you hanging out with the Rat Pack? Where they're like, they're criticizing people's suits. <laughs> I'm telling you, it has happened. <laughs> oh, look at this guy with the pleats, huh? <laughs> oh my God! Look at look at he's wearing plain black shoes with that suit. That does not go at all. That that was like last year. <laughs> or it's I'm five beers in and I'm just looking for a reason to kick this guy's ass. <laughs> yeah, well that's also a better reason. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Ah, there we yeah. go. There's nothing better than almost having a fight at a wedding or even better, a funeral. That was either you opening a beer or you cocking a pistol. <laughs> it was both. It was a well, both at the same time. He's cocking oh, a pistol a because okay. a- he's going to kill himself if he can't figure out how to get this cigarette lit. All right, or so maybe- she. How many more times has he tried to light it? I see three, four, about four. Wait, but I was at eight already. I, I believe it's 13 total by the time she gets to it. The mm-hmm. unlucky 13. <laughs> All right. So let's or let the smoker. after 13. <laughs> yeah. Oh, please, ex-smokers, please 13. weigh in on what he's doing here. Let Explain to the crowd. I think it's 14, but um, yeah, I have no idea what he's doing, and I smoked for 20 years. He's taking the safety thing Oh, are off. you? Yeah, no, are you kidding me? No, I've, yeah. I saw this a bunch of Jesus times. Jesus Christ, now. I didn't smoke, and I knew that. What? Yeah. No, there was a, when on the Bic lighters, there's like this I remember they put the safety. in the middle, oh, he and you takes, pop that off to make it easier to light. Okay. Now, I, I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? To be fair, Chris only smoked crystal meth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had to have that big, that you know, that the real high heat lighter. To smoke. I really <laughs> need you to specify which Chris when you say things like that. <laughs> Chris's name is not actually Chris. I just call him that because of his crystal meth addiction. Yeah. <laughs> crystal meth and crystal meth. <laughs> I'm sure she'll really oh, enjoy. Man. I'm sure she'll really enjoy that you brought her up during that. <laughs> it's not my fault. Her name rhymes with it. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, yeah no, so he pulls this childproof light uh, I, I do remember that now off of the lighter with his teeth and spits it out and then she finally gets to light her light or her cigarette and at that time that was cool as fucking shit oh he saved her life he's like the fucking knight in shining armor oh are point. you kidding me like yep. that was that was that made ladies cream uh <laughs> yeah i gotta talk about that because that's exactly what happens in this scene she has an orgasm after that. <laughs> she okay, looks at him. Maybe going a little far, but <laughs> you want to explain the look that she gives him? It, she gets her cigarette lit, and she looks at him like he has the cure for all wow. forms of cancer. I was literally paused where he was biting the the thing out, and I pushed play, and she definitely does. I think she may have an orgasm at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Big smile up. She's gonna puff the smoke out. But it's not even a smile like, "Wow, thanks a lot. That was nice. That's something nice a friend would do for me." No. That's the type of look that if you're getting from a girl, you're like, whatever I just did, really impressed her. Well, the blowout of the smoke was I'm finished. That's what that was. Yeah. <laughs> that was like she knocked over her drink at the bar and you caught it in midair and yeah. didn't drop a drop of it. <laughs> and so this is all part of the same montage. Yes. Yes. Which we are doing. Is this episode number three of the montage? We are three. Sure? We are the last episode of the week and we've been here all week on this i know podcast. it's a three episode montage and i feel like i'm six weeks into the pod race and they're still playing that bad song the, that's okay. not helping okay so i i i was oh i was setting you up motherfucker uh, so the, the song is the hang-ups the song uh, the band is hang-ups the song is jump start 
in uh, parentheses is never will forget this. Now, the last minute, the entire time that it played it, they said never will regret this. Right. Which is foreshadowing because he should regret all of this because he looks like a fucking chump. <laughs> but in this amazing serendipity, the cutoff to the next minute is that whenever the song plays, it says never will forget this. I did notice that after you mentioned it. And it's that transition from minute to minute from never will regret this, which he should, to never will forget this, which he never will. And it kind of it, it shows that transition from infatuation to kind of maturity. Yeah, but uh, he's going to have to pay a high price for it. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. He's gonna, <laughs> some would say the highest of prices. <laughs> uh, it's, it's nice to see that it, right when we get past that, past the lighter scene, after she cleans herself up, uh, we're outside uh, by the subway. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> subway. <laughs> we, oh man, this sucks. So it's like hard. find something that looks New Yorky. It's, you know what it is? It's it it's a a uh, it's an outtake from the Friends opening scene. Yeah, right you're right. It does look like that. Oh, you're trying to drag me to the... Oh, I don't want to go to yeah. the subway. Yeah, no, so no one told me that this girl was fucking gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it's so... Oh, it hurts so much. <laughs> I also think this might be one of the reshoots because he kind of looks thin in this one, too. That I don't know this one for sure, but I kind of feel like he is. They're also dressed the same, which is, that's cute. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I, it, that bothers me. My wife's uh, father and his his new wife used to wear the same pants and same Marlboro jacket when uh, in Philadelphia, and it was no, terrible. No, see, don't, terrible. don't dress alike. No. No, no it's bad. I, I understand it's something that especially older people do, but don't do that. Is that so you can find your partner? Like, what am I wearing? <laughs> oh, that's her, that's her right there. I can get the same well, thing. Listen, on. if you're doing it to, like, stave off dementia, like, I'll give you a pass. <laughs> yeah, you're good with that, then. <laughs> if lost, return me to <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Listen, I need that now. I Like, I think at least twice in the past year I've driven past my development. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be driving down the road and I'll be like, where, what the, where am I going? What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> Just drive off into the ocean. Ah, shit. <laughs> So I guess she's trying to drag him somewhere, like know, to the falls. subway. Does he not want to go in the subway? She falls in that dirty ish ground. If it's anywhere I, near the I subway, someone has pissed there. Just so you know. And I watched it like three times, and they don't indicate that they were going to anywhere in particular. No, she was trying no. to drag him to the ground because she's fucking leading them on and hitting on him. That's what she's doing. <laughs> he was supposed Listen, to lay down on top of her. Understand? They are both being ignorant assholes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is being one because he's pursuing her. With the full knowledge at this point that she's unavailable, no different than if she was married, yeah. she's she's not available, and she is culpable because she is leading him on. I don't want to hear this bullshit about like, oh, I didn't know. You know. <laughs> she hits the ground pretty fucking hard, though, if you, if you watch that. <laughs> she does not. That was not on purpose. She falls down. Yeah, Absolutely. He don't help her up either. He just fucking makes some weird face out. He may, yeah. He does like. Well, no, it's that it's that cutesy scene where it's like, oh, we look at each other and we laugh. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know that Kevin at this point was able to. That's where I think he struggles through the middle of this film a little bit. Like he's, he. It's funny because he's like not missing completely. It's just like we're foul tipping all over the place here. Yeah. Like I see what he's going for. I know what the montage is supposed to accomplish, but it's weird. 
It would be a lot cuter if I didn't hate both of them at this point. Well, the problem is you're supposed to love them and hate Banky, and it ain't going to work. No, it's, you're never going to hate Banky compared to those two. Never. The problem is when Banky talks, even though he's a complete asshole most of the time, he's always right. <laughs> well, not yeah, always. But, but the interesting thing about Holden is that immediately after this, every time you see him more and more, you like him more and more. Like, he's the voice of reason. He's the one who, you know, is... Oh, you mean in the later movies? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he sucks in this. And then going forward, he's just like, oh... But, but, really? the, but I mean, that's good. That means that he had a, he had a character arc. Unfortunately, it, it doesn't really movie. occur until the end of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, it didn't even occur. It's still waiting to happen. Like he, well, it's he's that guy started. that needs to have... I mean, maybe all of us needed to have at one point. You need to have at least one. Some have multiple catastrophic relationships where you're like whoa okay well i don't want that to happen again <laughs> well let me ask you this do you think it may be reflective of ben affleck act as a person like maybe he was kind of a douche for a while and then in the later ones once he kind of you know he did started doing his thing and he had that going and I, he came back to do kevin stuff like he actually was kind of cool and so it seems like if you listen to him on their first couple commentaries he seems like the nicest, most outgoing, fun guy. Yeah. Kevin said he started to change when when he started getting real famous because then more people were in his life, more people were in his life, both, you know, yeah. professionally. And he's like, as he had to, he couldn't be that guy anymore who could just talk and say whatever he wanted. And he's like, the more he had to guard what he said, like the more he had to hold it in, he started getting weird. And that's when things started kind of going personally a little crazy for him. And then I think... The coup de grace of that is the whole Jennifer Lopez debacle. Yeah, everybody has ups and downs. Yeah, but that was as, not great as, for him. <laughs> but as but as time has gone on, like kind of after that, like he's he's been every time you see him, you like him more and more in these things. And did you guys see uh, the reboot? I did, and I meant to bring this up too. Like I I don't want to give anything away. I know a lot of people haven't seen it yet, but like he's fucking good in that movie. He's so good. He, he is bringing like all kinds of gravitas it's like okay i see why this guy yeah. was fucking famous actor like he is not like oh i'm gonna phone one in for kevin here like he is he carries yeah, part of that he, film he brings it and uh i just as a real quick aside i want to tell the story well where did you guys see it? did you guys see it as part of the tour or no? no i saw it on dvd because i couldn't get to his one close by date you guys, I didn't see yet because Jeff didn't give me the DVD yet. What am I? Am I fucking your mother? Like I have to give you the DVD? <laughs> I mean, I if, if only answer, your words. The answer to that's pretty obvious. If only your mouth opened and we're able to ask for things. If you ask for things, maybe you could get them. <laughs> no, but so uh, we actually saw it as part of the tour, and uh, and uh, I actually I got him the ticket for a birthday present, and I was like. Don't look at anything, blah, blah, blah. So he had no idea what was going on. So we got into this line for the Philadelphia Film uh, Academy or, or, or Film Society, which is awesome. It's a really cool venue, like really small kind of theater. And uh, and there was nothing on the marquee. It was like super low key. And then someone standing right in front of this in line was like, snooch to the nooch. And my brother turns around and goes, I knew it. Like, oh, <laughs> damn it, man. Like, yeah. It would be the ultimate surprise. Uh, but it was it was fucking great. We went to like the ten o'clock show. Uh, it, was, it played for what ninety minutes, uh, two hours. I think it got started a little late. But then he stayed as long. He was like, "We're gonna do this until we get kicked out." 
<laughs> and and he's staying for about uh, an hour and a half, maybe an hour forty five. We're literally like they're turning the lights off, and he's like, wow. "No, seriously, we have to go." Uh, but it was great. I mean, it, it couldn't have been a better fucking experience. He seemed like the greatest guy. And watching him deflect certain types of questions that he gets all the time is masterful. Oh yeah, he, I mean he is. He gets. He, he's that, amazing that, on stage it's, it's, for being it's Silent the, Bob. Oh, he's yeah. good at talking. Oh, and well, he was there too. Like it was the two of them on stage. But but the the question of like, oh hey, will you like officiate my marriage? And he just has this like brilliant way of dodging that while saying. <laughs> Not saying no, not saying yes, but it's like, oh, that's so cool you're getting married. And, you know, maybe when you get married, you can blah, blah, blah. And just, like, completely sidestep the whole thing. I mean, I guess when you're famous enough, you just got to have, like, 30 pad answers to, like, all right, you got to know how to navigate these waters. Otherwise, you'll just go crazy. Yeah, but it's almost like a stand-up comedian who's got a counter for all the heckles. Yeah. Because he's done it for so long. That's why I will will never understand anybody who tries to heckle some guy that's been a comedian for 30 years. Like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) I saw somebody try to heckle Artie Lang one time. That didn't work out too well. Uh, (laughs) I've seen a guy try to heckle Bill Burr. That went pretty well. (laughs) Oh, I was at the the legendary... uh, Oh, the one where he melted down in Philly? Yeah, no, we're we're in Philly. It was actually in Camden. Or the Camden, it was in Camden. It was in Camden, and it was at the end of the Opie and Anthony uh, traveling virus tour, and there were it was it was just a long fucking show. It, it was it was a three hour show, and we were like two hours, two and a half hours into it, and it, it just it was hot out, and there was everybody gone. Patrice went, like it was uh, 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 Bobby Kelly, uh, just Rich Voss, just like the entire you run down that whole line, and uh, so. It got to the point where Dom Herrera, who is a Philly legend, like he grew up in Philly, he's a stand-up legend, like he is that guy. I think we brought him up a couple times on the podcast. <laughs> I probably did. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> he got booed off the stage. Oh, it was just—it was the most hostile crowd I've ever seen. And Bill Burr comes out, and he's just—he knows he's just—he's done for. So he just starts saying everything that he ever hated about Philly, which he's a Boston guy. And between like the the Phillies and and, and uh, the Flyers, because he's a huge hockey, hockey guy too, and the Eagles, like he just let it rip. And he he was just like your racist ass city. You love Rocky Balboa more than uh than uh, uh than Joe Frazier. Yeah, than Joe Frazier, who, who who's from Philly. I mean, he just the things that he said were unreal. Google it. But it was the most raw and unbelievable stand-up set that I've ever heard in my entire life, and I've been to a lot. Yeah, and he's spoken about it on his podcast about it, and he's like, he basically came to the conclusion. He said because multiple people had been booed off the stage. Yep. And he's just like, I'm not getting fucking booed off that stage. I don't give a fuck what happens. He's like, that's why he keeps yelling out, I got seven minutes left. Oh, he kept He's like, I didn't give a shit down. what happened. He's like, I didn't care if they tore the fucking stage down. I was not leaving that stage. <laughs> Dude, it was unreal. And he kept on, like, everything he said, he would slam the mic stand down. Yeah. To the point where he broke the, 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 like, the bottom part off of it. So he just has a stick in his hand. <laughs> and it's like the entire it's the entire stand just not the base and he's just like shaking it at the audience and like slamming it into the ground it was just his fucking mind <laughs> he, the and, best part is if you listen to what his thing he talks about he's like he's like and he goes listen i don't hate philly 
He's no. like, it's just no. one of those things that happens. He's like, no. it happens sometimes. He's like, so you attack them of the shit you know that'll bother them. <laughs> you know what it felt like? Do you remember in old school where uh, where Will Ferrell, like, they ask him the question and he just, he, like, rattles off this answer. He's like, well, the economic state of the blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, he's like, Ugh, I blacked out. What What happened? It's like that that's what it seemed like he just like he, he just like some little tiny part of his brain just took over and once it was over he's like oh i'm uh i'm bill burr and uh, and you guys have been here oh he does say that at the end he's like thanks a lot you've been a great audience no no he doesn't say great audience he says you've been here he's like it's been a thing and, uh, but no he does not congratulate the audience at all he fucking hated us yeah we, we just we just tested him and and from then on, like that was really the kind of the turning point where he became this legend, and it just blossomed from there. Like it just went crazy. And as you can tell, once again, not much going on in this minute. <laughs> <laughs> Everything we've talked about is more interesting than these two assholes sitting on the couch together. Oh no! Well, she was dragging him to the subway. Remember? Oh. That was cool. That's as far as we got. <laughs> yeah, that was basically the first half of the minute, and then now we have couch time. Couch time. So Holden comes home, I assume from what we just watched, because he ha- he throws that coat down on the, the right. chair there. He, he, he's, so, he's so ornery from being dragged to the subway. Well, where's his bag of clothes with the sweater in it? And <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> now, A couple of flannels. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're not going to see it this minute, but like... Maybe a chain wallet. I, I feel like both these guys have a... Uh, for people who live together and are supposed to be best friends, they have a very poor radar for the other person's mood. Oh, yeah. How's your pseudo date? Yeah, because he should have been able no, to tell real, real quick Jason I, Lee was not up for this conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, I I disagree. I think that's exactly how it works. If you're if it's not necessarily one of your best friends from birth, then I've I've seen this happen, like where people just completely misread the moods like that. <laughs> well, I think he's misreading it as he thinks Banky's just in a mood, and he's not going to find out till next week how fucking pissed off Banky is. What does he say? That chick bugs me. Yeah. And then <laughs> he calls not, the guy on TV... <laughs> then he calls the guy on TV a fucking faggot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has to throw faggot out there again. Yeah, and then the minute ends with Holden being like, all right, first of all... And then, like, cut. He says, did you see that? Your dyke courting ass just yeah. got <laughs> See, I can already tell Holden's going to make me upset because not 30 minutes ago in this movie, he was being such a... Not not quite a bigot, but like just an intolerant douchebag. Right. Yeah. And now oh, he's gonna, gonna now he's gonna proselytize to his his friend here about like whoa 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 listen I'm an enlightened man let me tell you how things should be which right. is just what people want to hear. Now he's gonna <laughs> head the other way. He's woke all of a sudden. Yeah. Meanwhile, your friend who you're about to talk down to, although he was a little pervy about the whole thing, was not bothered at all that she was a lesbian and was very open about asking her about Shit, yeah. what it was like. Yeah. Right, like that isn't that what you want someone to react that way to? Like everyone's gonna have like that he has like that moment of shock of like holy shit, like you know, you know you're gay, you're kissing a girl, blah blah and then he's just very interested in what's going on. Meanwhile, Holden's sitting there like a sad little boy in the corner and then goes, It's been educational and gets up and leaves. Right. (laughs) Oh my god, that's so fucking pathetic. It makes it it hurts me so much. Oh, he turns into a sissy. Oh, what a fucking she she literally she should not have given him the time of day after that oh she no she should have taken one look at that and been like all right you're a fucking wuss you can't handle what i've got to offer peace 
Like, yeah. that, like that's like that's that's it. That's I, the biggest leap. The biggest leap of logic in the movie is that she follows up with him and goes, "Oh, I, you seemed like a great guy." No, he seemed yep. like a huge douchebag the whole time. But yeah. I also feel like yeah. she knew from the beginning that she was leading him on, and she thought it was funny. Like she's fucking with him. Here, the only time I think I'll give her a pass is the first night. Yeah. The first okay. night, I don't. I think she okay. just thinks yeah. she's talking because the man is at a gay bar. She probably thinks this guy's cool. She thinks he knows he's at a gay. I don't know, man. I don't think he knows that he's at a gay bar. He doesn't. He does. But I think she thinks know. that like only a complete and total moron wouldn't know they were in a gay bar in Yeah Mix. <laughs> That's a possibility. <laughs> it's like you're in a biker bar. I'm pretty sure you know. Okay, so how long now have they been hanging out together and playing around and falling on the ground together? I was going to ask that. What do you think? How long do you think this montage covers? Is it a week? A month? Three months? I, 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 it feels like about two weeks. It say. does. Yeah, not an incredible amount of time, and I cannot remember for the life of me if they... I don't think they ever narrow it down. But it feels like they've been together every day for those two weeks. Yeah, which is the type of oh, thing no, you do there, with someone you're sleeping with. Right. No, you know, doesn't she say that she's only in town for like a week or something? She does. Earlier well, no, her sister was out of town. That's why she wanted him to come visit her. Oh, he drove her to New York or something, right? Yeah, that, but I think that was just for that day. Yeah. Her sister was in town or out of town. I can't remember. Her sister was in town to see her mom. Yeah, the one with the book. <laughs> okay. He went to New York, picked her up, brought her to New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Which yeah. we talked about. Like, there's just pretty much no one on earth I would do that for. Right. Hey, do you want to drive into New York, pick me up, and bring me back to your place? No fucking way. No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's the funny thing. It's like the distance between Philadelphia and New York is really only like 90 minutes in a car. Doesn't it feel like 100 miles? The problem is, it's allegedly, let's say from my house to like, it's like 90 minutes to hit like the bridges. And then it's another fucking 90 minutes to drive five miles to get where I need to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just it, And that's the same thing with Jersey. It's like, oh, yeah, no, it's real close. It's just like, you know, right over the bridge. It's like, no, you understand how long it takes to even get to the bridge. Like, I can almost see Philadelphia from my house, and it could take me an hour to get there. Oh, God. I'm in Philadelphia at least once a month from here, and it does. It feels like, oh, God, we got to drive there again. Yeah, I go to New York like once a month, and I take the train. Because I would take the train to New York. Philadelphia's a little easier than New York. I take a train, drops me off right in the middle of Manhattan, and I just walk wherever I want to go. I haven't been to New York since my high school trip. That's how it was the last time I was in New did York. Did you go to the Statue of Liberty? Yeah, we did. How but quaint. I am going to see uh, Beetlejuice on Broadway with my, taking my daughter. She wants to go in <laughs> April, so there we go. Oh, that's awesome. Back. I've heard yeah. it's great. I've heard it's great, too. Uh, Sean German went. He said it was really good. Yeah, it's not on our docket, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really uh, – I'm not allowed to give advice on what shows I want to see. <laughs> My daughter got tickets for Christmas, so we're going I brought up that the Rocky musical was coming to Philly, and all I got was glared at. <laughs> oh, I've heard that's awesome, too, because if you're – I heard that uh, the they make the uh, stage come out towards yep. the end. So, like, when it's the big fight at the end, the stage comes out, and so everybody who's sitting everybody. in those seats, they go up on the stage, and oh, they wow. are, like, the crowd for the fight. Oh, that's, that's nice. awesome. Yeah. No, at least that's how it was on the Broadway, like, the, wow. the New York Broadway show. I don't know if they're going to they're gonna do it in Philly. But that's what they did. The, the, they kind of coached everybody before the show started and they're like all right once we get to the last part you're all going to come up on the stage and you're going to sit on these things and just root for rocky you know and, and do the thing and, and everybody goes oh, fucking crazy that'll be a real tough sell in philly <laughs> <laughs> so hey jeff, wait a second that's not all schwarzenegger <laughs> jeff you mentioned the rocky musical and she slapped you across the face and said what are you talking about <laughs> it was just like hey how about we go to that rocky musical and it's just like what are you what are you what are you talking about like no I'll be your date. 
Yeah. <laughs> we can dress up like Apollo and Rocky. We'll wear their shorts and run on the beach together. <laughs> <laughs> that that gif on um Facebook is all over the place with them. Something like the jumping and hugging, yeah, that one? Yeah. <laughs> all right, speaking of jumping and hugging, I think we might have come to the end of this nonsense because yeah. not really much going on here. Unless somebody, well, no. anybody has anything that they didn't cover this minute. Well, Chris got a good week this week, just so you know. Oh, yeah, no, I hit the lottery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's been great. <laughs> Actually, I, I still think it's because then next week there's a little bit of yelling. I still think it's it's almost like more cringe inducing as we go further. Because at this point, this is like um, someone has just yelled out iceberg right ahead. Because like we can see we're about to have a problem. Yeah. And in the next couple of weeks, we're going to hit it. And then the rest of the movie is just slowly dying. <laughs> because from about 70 minutes into this movie, nobody ever makes a good decision again. It's, it's a, just like, what happens if you entire, make like 10 or 11 bad decisions in a row? The entire rest of the movie is just an extended version of the voicemail scene from Swingers. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't ever call me again. <laughs> that might be the most brutal six minutes in all of cinema history. And it's only brutal because you're like, you either have done it, have almost done it, or done something similar where you're like, oh, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, or you've had it done to you. Yeah. Which is even worse because, of course, we don't consider the women who've actually had this done to them several times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah why do I have 56 it? messages? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Uh, why don't you give uh, your plugs one last time? Yeah, let's make this as weird as possible before you go to plugs. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, go to uh, Recasting Pod uh, on twitter recastingpod at gmail.com if you want to email us and uh beg us and continue to beg us to start the podcast again <laughs> or uh the recasting pod uh or the recasting couch.com oh is it my turn <laughs> no <laughs> we, the other guest needs to talk the very quiet one <laughs> we are the day time bob Bennett. we're on dolygenre.com we're on there with a host of other ones like Rocky all right hold Bennett. on i gotta stop you right here <clears throat> this is the third episode and i still don't know what website you just said <laughs> what's, what's that first one say it slow we are on dueling genre.com dueling genre dueling like shooting genre like genre okay no i just i want everybody else to know it i want everybody well, to listen to this pod well, but I just, listen I just, he went to a public school in kensington and he's like 13 beers in to be thankful he's still standing well, yeah, erect at this point are, you 13. know those are duplicative like he went to kensington yeah of course he's 13 beers in i can't believe how low the other i can't believe how low you guys are shooting with 13 um <laughs> <laughs> we, we are the jay and silent bob minute i'm gonna slow down now we're on duelingsgenre.com we're on there with a bunch of other ones like rocky minute which is you know philadelphia minute Adrian. <laughs> uh back to the future minute uh, now you got me all messed up. Now I can't even think of what other minutes are on there. <laughs> the Burbs minute. <laughs> what right? the Burbs? The Burbs minute is not on there. If you if you'd like the sound of our voice, you can go back and listen to the Burbs minute. Just Google Burbs minute, you'll find it. And I don't know. You got me all messed up now, so I'm going. Anything else, Jeff? No, but that was truly a shared moment. So you get a shared moment now because you wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> <laughs>